everybody. Welcome to Local Business Hacks Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Case, and I'm on a mission to help you. Every week, we're going to be talking to local business owners and experts to get their best tips, tricks, and hacks to grow your business. This show is designed to teach you, inspire you, and motivate you to take massive action and start to build your future-proof business. Whether you're just starting off or you're taking your existing business to the next level, this episode is for you. So let's get started. Good afternoon, local business hackers. Carl Case, head of business development from Referizer, joined today by a super special guest, Todd Hartley. Todd, thank you so much for joining. It was a pleasure seeing you last week and hearing you at Tony Robbins Business Mastery. Tell the world who you are and a little background on yourself. Carl, great to be here. Yeah, my name is Todd Hartley, and I own a digital marketing agency called Wirebuzz. We're a video marketing digital marketing and sales optimization agency, because you really can't in this world today have optimized sales without leveraging digital marketing and video smooshed in together. But it also means that salespeople need to know how to use video to convince and convert at freakish rates. And that's what we do at Wirebuzz. And I just have a ton of fun helping people. Well, thank you. For those of you listening, I've implemented some of Todd's techniques over the last seven days, and I can tell you the growth is unquantifiable. So definitely excited for what we're going to learn here in the next few minutes. Todd, obviously you don't just become an overnight sensation of being a CEO of one of the largest digital agencies here domestically. Tell me a little bit about your story and maybe some tips and tricks that you've learned along the way. Well, I, I'm a product of trial and trial and optimization. And Along the way, we've discovered some things that help us sell at faster rates. On top of it, I was also, I started my career, um, I started as a fine dining waiter. So as odd as that sounds, I learned customer service and how to care for people and find out what their needs are, and then provide it in a very efficient way. And what I discovered is because of that training and it being used across all of my staff, We've lost one client in 12 years and we deserve to lose that client. And um, I think if you continue to retain people and serve them and help them achieve their goals, they will stay with you forever. And as such, your agency just gets larger. That's awesome. For those of you that haven't gotten the fine dining or any dining experience, (laughs) there's a lot of lessons that you're going to learn, but that's definitely a valuable one. Todd, our listeners are laser focused for the most part in the health and wellness space, franchisees and franchisors. I know that you have a ton of stories that you can share with us, but thinking about our demographics, what are some things that maybe specific stories, maybe it's fine dining or things that you've experienced as at Wirebuzz that can resonate with our listeners as to, man, I wish I knew that info when I, when I didn't know it. Yeah. So like for, uh, for a, a franchise that's trying to sell for franchisees and, and grow, I'm actually working on a project right now like this. So I'll give you a little bit of insight. When anybody makes a deal or they're asked to make a decision, the hardest thing is being able, like everything's great when the franchise has their salesperson in front of an investor or a client, everything's great. Where the wheels on the bus come off, comes off is when that call ends. 
And then that potential investor or franchisee has to go and have a conversation with their business partners. And before you know it, they can articulate like 10% of the business impact opportunity. And that's where a vast majority of deals are lost. So if you can organize the conversation, if you can give people assets and tools so they can retain more and convince other people, because another area where the deal is lost is when the person you convince, like for example, if I'm trying to convince Carl, Carl has to get off the call, right? And then Carl has to walk on down the hall and convince other people. It could be a spouse or a business partner or multiple people. What's my point? If there is a way to organize the knowledge transfer from your team's big, massive brains right into your prospect's brain, and they understand with the same level of clarity, excitement, and transformational impact, people will buy from you at freakish rates. So how do you do that? Well, if you're selling franchise opportunities, then you're going to want to create a customer journey page, a journey page that's just for this franchise opportunity, where it's a one central location. It needs to be simple so people can digest it and then explain it to other people. But what makes it even more simple is when you explain it in limited text, but you also create a video. And on that page, there's video, like an overview video that explains the opportunity, gets people fired up. Then below that, maybe halfway down the page, because the top is all awareness. That's the awareness stage. And that's where your overview video goes. But somewhere in the consideration stage, you should have a video of somebody who said yes and purchased a franchise. And then you know what happened? Their revenue went through the roof and they started employing people. And now they're on their fifth franchise. Boom, like that's a story that needs to be told. And it needs to be told with the right level of energy, excitement, and transformational impact. Because when I go to tell Carl, that this is what we provide at our, let's say, restaurants that do really well in the area where you're looking. Carl says, that's great, Todd, I'm excited, but I still have to go talk to my business partner. And the people that sell the most deals, what they say is, hey, no problem, Carl, let me send you this video that walks your partner through the whole opportunity. And now your partner pushes the play button, the easy button, and the knowledge gets into their head and the excitement and certainty. And before you know it, Carl and his team buy 10. Like that's the way the game is played. And it works across every industry because it's not about industry. It's about the individual on the other side who is seeking clarity. You see, people are drawn to clarity and away from confusion. And if whatever you're selling is creating confusion any type of confusion, people bail. If they're confused, you lose. So your job, and I wish I knew this when I got started, is to provide massive freaking clarity anytime I'm trying to bring somebody along the journey where the journey ends with yes. Thank you. I'm sitting here with a smirk on my face just because I have implemented this, like I said, very recently, and the results were insane, unquantifiable. I'm thinking about when I was a teen playing the game telephone in school and how, yes. you know, you're the person starting and whether there's three people in the telephone group or 30 people, the person at the end got the most misconstrued message 
from the person that started. And it's really the same in business. When I'm the best at selling this and I can hand it to someone that's the best at doing it, but not the best at selling it, how's it going to trickle down as an effect? Right. And that's the entire game. And the people that, that win more often, that close more deals, that generate freakish revenue are the ones that understand how to manage the game of telephone in this world because it's an essential part to closing more deals than ever. And really, when you confuse people and they leak out of the process, a lot of people think of that as like, oh, well, that's just a fixed number. But the, you know, we lose 20% in confusion. But the truth is, that's 20% of deals. That's not even 20% of revenue. The revenue could be even more than that. And so we have to get really comfortable at understanding where the leaks are in our process and then plug those leaks by injecting clarity. And often it's with a video. Yeah. And something that I always train my team on is have the answers to your questions be yes. Anytime that you're you should know your buyer persona well enough and who they are and what troubles they're having and how you're solving their problem to where if your video is consistently reminding them that you're really the man when it comes to this and your organization is going to fix and plug their holes, they can't say no. Right. Right. It's, it's also incredibly powerful when you've already warmed up your prospect with a series of yeses, Right. Like the last thing you want to do is have them go through seven no's before you ask them the one question about, are you ready for the deal? Right? So, I mean, that, that is part of it. I also think that there's a, a, a vetting process. Are you familiar with that term, Carl? Like we're evaluating, right? We're investigating. There's a vetting process that we do whenever we're about to hire somebody. We look at their website and then we look back at what they said in the meeting and in the notes. And if there's a disconnect between these two things, it makes people that you're trying to sell to think that you're not ready for prime time because they get confused. So having the website match what your salespeople say is vital. But in most cases, the marketing assets are created by marketers that don't go out on the field and sell. And the salespeople have already optimized the path to yes, but the marketers haven't. So often the website is several generations behind the way that sales team out in the field, which is getting all of the elbows and the, you know, the um, taking all of the brunt of it, but they're learning so fast. The salespeople learn so much faster because they may meet with 10 people in a day. And the only time the marketing team ever meets with anybody is when they have to sit in a booth at a trade show for like three days. And that's all the marketing experience, all the sales experience the marketing team often gets. Yeah, I, uh, I'm laughing because I've experienced that firsthand. Yeah. Luckily, we've changed that in our company culture and, and marketing is consistently a part of sales goals and, and meetings because if not, you know, it's definitely a, a disconnect there. Todd, I got to ask, because I don't have a video of you saying this, and if I was to regurgitate it, it would not be nearly as, as great of an impact, but you brought up websites. And there was something that I learned from you at, at Business Mastery as if I was to, you know, frame my website that I would love and think that there is a massive value that you could bring by reiterating that to our listeners as to, you know, what is a website really there for? And what do we typically see today when somebody's so proud 
of their site that they just invested tens of thousands of dollars on. So I just for the audience, I spoke for two hours at Business Mastery. Give me a little bit more guidance. It's something I showed, put up on the screen that I walked you through. Is this the journey page? Yeah, but more or less. So I'm going to give you a sneak peek. It was about how all these websites are just so beautiful and people are so proud and they want to frame it because it just, it looks like the most beautiful picture, but that's not necessarily what it needs to be. Yeah. Your website really needs to be um, a tool that it's not an owner's manual. So it's not providing everything that somebody needs. It's really the minimally viable amount of information that they need before they're ready to speak with a salesperson. And um, and often when people add elements to the website and the graphic designer is involved and they're like, I want to make a beautiful website. It's going to be amazing. They do that at the expense of conversion. So let me give you an example. I was on with a, uh, a company this morning and I um, was reviewing their website and they asked me for my initial reaction. And like, I'm the video guy in the B2B and B2C business space. And so they're like, do you like our video on the top? And what they had was on the top of their homepage, they had a background video. And the background video shows like the city that they serve and it's moving and it's got clouds coming in. And every five seconds, it changes to something else. And that creates friction. So let's spend a moment on friction. Friction is this psychological irritation that keeps an online buyer from completing an action. So here's what happens. Every time that video is moving, nobody's reading because video is so powerful. It's like cooking with sugar. You got to use it sparingly. And so my first advice to them was get rid of that background video because you keep hacking their attention and now they can't read anything. So we need to keep create simple paths for people. We need to use few words, not many. And by few words, we need to be considering like if the page is a word, a, 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 a wall of text, it's terribly inefficient. And the most efficient thing you could do is move people sequentially through a knowledge transfer because people are going to check off boxes, boxes inside their head. Oh, they do this check. Oh, and they provide this check and just give them a limited amount of time. I'll explain it in a slightly different way. Carl, have you ever read a book that's got short chapters? Yep. And as you're reading that book, you're like, I'm crushing this book. And you start making momentum. They're like flipping those pages. You're feeling awesome about yourself. Your confidence is going up. The, the websites that use text sparingly and they use images or icons or video even better to communicate are the ones where people go through that whole knowledge transfer in warp speed. And that's the way people prefer to buy today. They want to go through, learn, they want to get excited, and then they want to speak to a salesperson. But if your website is set up where the salesperson is the first thing, and you're going to let the salesperson hold all the information and um, you move them into a meeting, you might think you're doing yourself a service, but you're really doing yourself a disservice because 92% of buyers don't want to talk with a salesperson until they're ready to make a buying decision. So help people. And the easiest way is to create a page 
for each of the different types of buyers that you're selling to. So there's different arguments that you have to make for that for the right person to go through it and you just call it out on your website. This is for for franchise potential franchisees. This is for companies that do this this and that and the people will click on it and they'll self-select and go through the information that's most relevant to them. Love it. Amazing advice. Thank you, Todd. So yep. before we wrap up, I want to ask a personal story that you have that you can share that is consistently reminded in your day-to-day, like, oh, um, just something that comes to mind. All right. So um, this is this is the, I think about this often. Okay. Since I was about 12, I always pictured myself stepping onto the largest stage in the world and helping people. I had a, a calling for this, like a drive in my head. It played on auto repeat. And I never told anybody except my wife. And throughout the years, I've been a speaker, but I hadn't reached the what my vision was until right at the beginning of the pandemic, where I had gone for about two years of trying to get Tony Robbins to say yes about having me on his stage. And, um, but every time I got close to getting yes, I got rejected at the last moment and I was absolutely crushed, destroyed to the point where uh, I come home and I could barely voice it to my wife that I got another no. And my wife said to me, let me get this straight. Did he say no or did he say not yet? And I said, well, it really, it felt like, it felt like no to me. And she goes, no, dude, I didn't ask you what it felt like. Was it a no or a not yet? Because they're different. Carl, I said to her, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a not yet. And she goes, great. You're still in the game. You realize you're still in the game? And I said, yeah, I'm still in the game. She goes, why are you walking around like you lost? You're still in the game. So, okay, so I'm in the game. I get it. And then she goes, are you at like the peak of where your information could be, or can you go up another level? And I said, well, I feel like I'm, I've got it at a really good point. She goes, can you go up another level? Can you be so good that he can't ignore you? I thought about that. And I was like, I can go up, I can go up a couple levels. And she goes, great, get to work. You're still in the game. Don't quit before the miracle. And every time I got rejected and I told my family and I'm going to step onto his stage and we all booked our trips and then I got rejected again, you know, like every time I got rejected, then I got another opportunity and my family booked their trips and then I got rejected again and we canceled our trips. Like it happens so often, but my wife just reminded me not to quit before the miracle. Now, let me bring this back home for everybody. The real question is in your life, are you just going to allow your natural talent to be as high as you go, or are you going to realize that natural talent, it can rise, but only so high. What goes higher than natural talent? Almost every single time, developed talent is unfreaking stoppable. And what's the difference? Commitment, repetition, your desire and willingness to be the, the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to get next level, put in the time. Who's worth it more than you? Like nobody, right? So invest in yourself, push yourself, add more value into this world than anybody else. And before you know it, they'll say yes. That is, 
if you don't quit before the miracle? No, not yet. What a lesson to learn. Hurt every time she said it, but she was 100% right. Then at the beginning of the pandemic, Tony reached out and asked me if I could start training his, his businesses, 100 plus companies, how to sell remotely using the power of video, which is, you know, besides being an agency owner, that's one of my, my passion areas. So I trained his companies and then they saw me training the companies and the company's revenue started, each of his hundred businesses, their revenue started going off through the roof. And then they were like, we got to push you out there onto the stage. And there I am. So thank you. Uh, Congratulations to you and your wife for, you know, teaching you the power of persistence and understanding what's really in front of you, which sometimes we can't see no matter how deep we're in it. Most of the time we can't see where we're going and we're too stuck in uh, our pride to get out of our way and roll up our sleeves and realize that there's still another level and there's still another level inside of me like there is inside of you, Carl. I'm, I hope that people know the only place you can get stuck because we are going to get stuck in our lives in ruts. The only place you're allowed to get stuck is in can I, constant and never-ending improvement. It's the only place. And once you get stuck in can I, and every day you're in this constant quest to the next level, before you know it, you're like, you got rockets on your back, can't be stopped. So that's my hope for everybody that's listening. And Carl, thank you so much for asking that question. It happens to be one of my favorites. Thank you, Todd. I, uh, this has probably been the most informative podcast we've had. So I want to thank you on behalf of myself, my team, and my listeners. Um, Todd, from the bottom of my heart, we so appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Carl. Take care. Oh, hey, anybody that's interested, you can always find me at wirebuzz.com or my speaker site, toddhartley.com, or I'm all over social media. When you're looking for shoes and you should be working, I'm there adding value every day. Carl, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Todd's info will be in the bottom. And that's it for this week's episode. We'll see you next week on Local Business Hacks. Boom. Thank you so much. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you found it helpful. Be sure to head over to our site, local-business-hacks.com to check out the show notes and send me questions or ideas for future episodes. If you want to grow your business, just like the people you've heard from here, follow Local Business Hacks podcast and tune in for new tips, tricks, and tactics. Until next time, thanks for listening and keep hacking.